this market is a $5.1 trillion market, right? So every issue that a company has, um, they, they take a lot of time to fix those issues. So for one issue, if you have a, a one data problem, let's say someone is missing an email and you cannot do an outreach for them, that's going to cost the company 140 k according to Gartner, once it's in production. But if you find those issues early on, that's only going to cost you like about $1,400, right? That's the math that they use. All right, so I'm pleased uh, today to have a friend of mine from the Hartford area, Michael Davis. Uh, he is the founder of Egghead AI, and welcome, Mike. Yeah, thank you. I'm Michael Davis. I'm the CEO of Egghead AI. Uh, we are a data intelligence uh, solution that strives to improve data quality to ultimately improve uh, business decisions and manage risk. So what we try to do is try to automate a lot of the legacy tasks that have been stuck in corporations uh, pipeline and even specifically in insurance. And we try to give a new spin to that and that add some innovation. So, you know, I've had conversations with with folks at uh, some different carriers and, you know, they'll talk about some of the interesting new tools out there that, um, you know, provide for analytics, predictive analytics, uh, you know, and, and all, all sorts of different ways to leverage data. Um, but, you know, I've, I've had uh, conversations most notably with someone who um, is going through an acquisition and, and, and transferring, you know, thousands of, of, of client records onto a new platform. And in going through that process, recognizing that there's a lot of missing data, there's a lot of inconsistent data, um, et cetera. And, and basically, you know, what he said to me is, you know, all these tools are great, but until we get our data right, you know, we, we really can't leverage them. So would you agree with that or what would your take on that be? I would completely agree with that. And up to yesterday, we had a local happy hour and, and this was the debate, right? Um, and the reason that you have that debate that's going on, because there are different specialties and, and one core thing to understand for whatever reason, people don't like to work with data, right? And I think it was Gartner that did a report that says that about 30% of the people whose job is to work with data, if if they if they wanted to work, if they didn't want to work with data, they would actually call out. So that's what that was the stat, that was the statistic. 30% of the people would, would call out, they would prefer to call out than actually have to come into work to work with data. And I don't know why that is myself because I I tend to love data and I've always had right. So I, I go back if you um, transgress into my career, I've always liked data because it's it's things that you have to figure out and tinker. Um, what I see, and, and that's a very good example where you talk about your your friend and and they're doing the, this big acquisitions because you have two sides of the house. You have. Um, IT-specific initiatives, and you have business-specific um, initiatives. So when when they look at the when they look at it at the lens of trying to move things forward, they always miss the data part and and try to go for the shiny new object, right? So they're talking about analytics, right? But there's a reason that a lot of these organizations have departments now that are called data and analytics, right? It's not analytics and data. 
It's data and analytics. And it's that way for a reason. Because you, can, you cannot have a robust um, data exploration or you can't do any data ana analytics until your data is correct. So that's why at Egghead, um, we have a, a solution that automatically takes care of that, right? So our, our goal is to help you understand your data, mitigate your risk, and discover new insights. And we so we consider ourselves like data quality for insurers. Um, though we can span um, different product lines, because the data is definitely your lines of businesses and stuff like that, because data is um, universal, but you cannot do anything until that's right. So are there certain... Um fundamental principles of, of kind of good data governance and, and you know, uh, how to approach data quality? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there's, um, you generally start with exactly one thing we offer to, we have something that's called a power um, positioning. Um, and that generally starts um, with ass assessments, right? So that's the first thing you do, you, you see what you have. And then from there, you build out your, um, you come up with your different business rules and how your, your business runs. And then ultimately, uh, you run a pilot. So that's the formula that I've used at many um, organizations, and it, it definitely uh, works. So the first thing that you, you really need to do if you're going to do that, you really have to set up a robust data governance uh, framework. And you really have to set up a stewardship model. And what that entails is really creating um, councils. One of your most important councils is your executive council. All right, so that's where you have senior leadership. And, and by the way, governance is something that you really need senior leadership because um, you really need someone from the top to drive it. Because usually when you work with data, uh, data governance project, it's usually a smaller teams and people volunteer uh, their time. So you really have to make sure that you're you know, you have that support. And that's the only way. It has to be a mandate. Uh, if people talk about bottom-up approaches, that's very difficult to work. That, that's very difficult to do. Because one, you, you need funding, you know, to keep your, your program uh, growing and, and robust. But that's the first layer that you need. And then after, you also need like a data governance office, right? This could be one or two people that's in charge of coordinating everything. Because there's a lot, lot of moving parts. So ultimately, in any company, you're going to break down your information in different um, subject areas. Be that customer, it could be uh, product, client, um, insurer, you know, depending on, on how you structure your company. And, and the, really what that is, is just that's having just the concept of the um, of your data. Right, so that those are the first initial things that you that you do. But what this does is set you up for success. Because once you have that, and people, that's why I would love people to understand the value, the value of that. Because once you have that, you have a better grasp of knowing where your information live. And of course, you're, you're going to have tooling that couples with that, right? So now you're seeing there's a lot of things you hear about data catalog, right? So they're trying to do that. So they're, they're, that's some points that um, you need to set up to have a robust um, data, data platform. So, so you talked about the importance of having, you know, senior management buy-in, and 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 now you're talking about having a business impact. So, how 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 do you tie together the business side and the IT side? You know, if I'm someone, say, working in a business unit, and I want to get senior management to buy in that that we need this, or 
I'm someone in IT and I want the business side to understand the value of what we can bring. You know, how, how do you sort of connect those those dots? Yeah, that, that's a good, and, and that's the rub, right? That That is the rub because there's an adver, adversarial relationship between business and, and IT, but for governance, right, that gets dissipated because you kind of have to work together. So I told you how I did it, actually, because I um, actually started the data team at Cigna Healthcare, and this is what, it was two people, right? And uh, same thing, like, like you said, we realized that we can get more value if we organize the data properly so we can access it quickly, so we can provide it to uh, data analysts and data scientists so that they can um, come up with different insights. But that's a tall ass, right? We're two people, literally, me and, and my manager, uh, when we started. So what we decided to do is, you know, find a use case. And how do you find a use case, right? What, what we, the use case we found was with provider data. Um, and if everyone is anyone is inter- um, knowledgeable about the healthcare space, that that data is n- always pretty bad, right? Now, hopefully, it's a lot better because you know providers move, doctors move all the time, and it's rarely updated. It's, it's very hard to get that type of information. So we decided to zero down on on that uh, subject area. And so what we did, we took a samples of our, of our claim data and we showed them the impact, right? And the imp- this is the impact. If a if a provider um, if provider information is incorrect on one on let's say one policy or something, it's in, probably incorrect, right? Because for millions of policies, right? Because right? you have right that provider could service millions of clients. So we're able to do an impact assessment and show that, and then show some value. Because as soon as we prove that, we're able to get some funding, and then we kept go- we, we then we kept going. So that that's really um, one of the best approaches. And from other people that are also in the industry that I, I keep up with, um, they've tackled it the same way, right? You have to prove value. I mean, it's the same thing, you, you, right? You have to you have to show, show that value proposition. Uh, find out what that pain point is, and you know, investigate it, get to the root cause, and then uh, share it with someone, and, and it would bubble up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, putting on your founder slash CEO hat now, you, you know, you got plug and play, you got incubators and accelerators, and I think a lot of them focus more on, you know, the 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 shiny buttons, um, and and so how how do you break through, you know, when you're you're doing something that's sort of doesn't maybe seem as innovative, but but you know, fundamentally can add more value um, just in the abstract, but then to all these other tools that are out there as well. Yeah. Okay, that's very interesting. Um, One thing I have to say, innovation does not necessarily mean new, right? Innovation is doing something a better way. Uh, when When I used to be in the industry and I had, I was working with teams, what my product could do in an hour, a couple hours, I had teams spending days doing. And these are 10-person teams, right? We had a, had a team specially that specialized in cyber and privacy risk, just looking for data and looking for exposure in, in privacy. So that's the, that's the conversation that we have. But it's really, the, the, the thing is, to break through what we've found is that you really have to talk to the right people 
And the right people in our space is that person that's in charge for data holistically across the organization. So it could be a data level. It could be a manager level that's responsible for data in the organization. We, we, we tend to typically work with like the chief data officers, but even the CEO. I, I tell them, look at... Like last year, I pride myself on having one of the beautifulest lawn in the neighborhood, right? If not the beautiful, it was green, you know, when everyone was dry. But the reason it was green, like during COVID, I'm not a baker, so I didn't, I didn't do the sourdough challenge or anything like that, right? So I, I, I did my lawn anyway. So I got one of those sprinklers that were hard. Like I got several to put around my house that were that were hard to find. And I had a um, an old hose, so every night I would sprinkle. And I noticed one of the um, the the receptacle that the old hose was connected to it just you know it wasn't high the, the, the water pressure was low and then when i look i saw it was a leak there was a leak in the pipe and i was like oh wow so then i did some research i found a proper way to do it which is cut it and put in a tube i was like i'm just gonna use tape <laughs> right <laughs> i'm not gonna use that band-aid so i use tape and it works sometimes, right? And then, it, then, then, then you see there's another sprout. So then I have to use more tape, and then another sprout. So just doing that and taping it cost me about an hour extra every day. Yeah. Right. So I ultimately had to fix it <laughs> the right way, and then once I fix it the right way, then everything worked. So that's the same with data. You're doing a lot of band-aid work because a lot of companies are doing this work, just not efficiently. All right. Great. Well. Um... You know, it's been a pleasure having you on. I appreciate the information you shared. Is there anything? <coughs> Excuse me. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you think is important or you would like to share either sort of about the topic or about Egghead? No, I would like, uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me. It's great uh, to be here, Josh. And I would say, um, don't mess with your dirty data. Leave it to the expert, right? And we at Egghead think it's an excellent idea. (laughs) (laughs) So just remember, data strategy is business strategy. And you have, and data quality is a precursor to analytics. All right, great. Well, uh, Mike, a pleasure having you on. Michael Davis, he is the... CEO and founder of Egghead AI. And thanks again. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Thank you.